everybody. <laughs> Welcome to We Universe. That was a transformer noise. I was looking at my phone and then you made this horrendous noise and I'm like, oh, that was the start of the podcast. That was that's like when the teacher like yells really loud to make sure like, everyone in class is paying attention. Scrapes her fingernails down the blackboard. <laughs> That was, that was your verbal equivalent of that. Exactly. Just a little bit of uh, uh, vocal uh, terribleness. Um, woke me up. Welcome to We Universe. We are the Internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different, randomly selected Wii U game. And uh, we're transforming and rolling out this week because we are playing two games based on Transformers. One of them is called Transformers Prime. The other one is called Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark. And my name is Steve Guntley, and uh, I'm trying to think of a good Transformer name for myself. Maybe Takeout, because I order a lot of Takeout. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's if you were a Decepticon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's your... Yeah, yeah. So, they have, the Decepticons have better names, right? Like, Starscream is a cool name. It is a cool like, name. It's a way cooler name than Bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Megatron, good name, too. yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm Woody Siskowski. I don't know about enough about Transformers to think of a clever name for myself. See? Yeah, yeah, I've, I have no idea. You can be uh, 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 Book Sorter. I don't know. Oh, great. <laughs> that know. sounds thrilling. That's the first thing that came yeah. to mind. It turned into an automated machine. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, everybody. We're, we're here. We're excited. We're talking about some Transformers. This for, is like a, uh, a redemption arc. It is kind of a redemption. This is Transformers Redemption. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is going to be the name of the next movie, I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee it, because they have a lot to make up for. <laughs> sure. Um, I actually looked up the next one is going to be Beast Wars. It's doing the Beast Wars arc. The, That's which the is, new dance. Everybody do the Beast Wars. Everybody do the Beast Wars. <laughs> Put your hands in the air like a gorilla. I don't know. Yeah. Transform into an orangutan. <laughs> what other beast do they transform into? Uh, a leopard, probably. There was a leopard. Yeah, I remember a leopard. There was probably like an alligator an or something eagle. like that. Uh, an like eagle, sure. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of bird of prey. Yeah, yeah. any one of those. Exactly, a Harley Quinn. Yeah, a Harley <laughs> Quinn, a uh, huntress, if you will. Uh, yeah, the last time we played a Transformers game Speaking was... Speaking of Beast Wars. Transformers Beast Wars Transmetals on the uh, Nintendo 64. It was one of it was kind of an earlier game that we played, if I remember. It's been a long time. But it proudly held its place near the very, very bottom of our list. Almost all the way. It is uh, number 294 yeah, on our list of 297 games. Yeah, so bottom five, bottom five myself. games. Uh, it is the game for those who didn't listen to that episode that we had to stop playing uh, after the Played 15 about, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because it was making us physically ill to look at because of the way the camera was constantly spinning and like all the characters are constantly just doing like random shit. Yeah, it was like a 3D fighter, and every time you move, the camera will try and follow or like zoom out or zoom in to show both characters, and it just oh. it. Is, na- is literally nauseating. It's it's, it's like not being like the in... game was very much fun, but no, uh, but it, it was like we're trapped in a carnival ride trying to play a bad fighting game, and uh, it just physically we just couldn't do it. And I've never really had that reaction with video games. I don't get motion sick off of video games. Yeah. Like that's never been an issue, uh, and it's think... never been an issue since. Like nothing else has made me sick. The only wow, yeah. the iron stomach over there. Iron everybody. stomach. Yeah, um, yeah. There, that, that's your that's your new Transformers name. Iron stomach. Cody. I, I do think that the Nintendo sixty four. I know this is a Wii U podcast, but is the system that has been most guilty of doing that to me. Yeah, because the the cameras can be the most wild. I think Definitely. I remember trying to play Conquer's Bad Fur Day on a projector screen. Oh, and it was like that camera was spinning around and it was all jaggedy. Yeah, because the projector is not designed to output that resolution. No, it's a system that's. <laughs> designed to be played on a smaller screen. Yes. I think it's best enjoyed visually on a small, small screen. Exactly. If you could play it on your phone, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, so I mean, really, the bar couldn't be lower for these Transformers games today. Yeah. All they have to do is not make us vomit on everything, uh, yes. and it, it, neither of them did that. Yeah, spoiler neither. alert, we're both vomit-free. We are both vomit-free. I've, I've checked Steve's shirt, I've gotten way down deep in there, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. smell like vomit. You can get out of there, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, just, you know, while we're recording. We only have, yeah. One, yeah, we only have one mic, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to sit close to Steve's lap. <laughs> he's he's in a little kangaroo pouch yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the front of my hoodie right now. <laughs> we're, nobody knows this about the podcast, but we're actually, you know those guys in Mad Max, uh, Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah. I'm yeah. the little guy who rides on your big guy's shoulders. Yeah, I'm Master, he's Blaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And ironically, we're going to do a series someday on Blaster Master, I'm sure, sure right? Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> yeah, noteworthy series. named after us. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, well, I don't really have too much else of a preamble. I, I was thought about going back and like looking at the history of Transformers, but the biggest thing but I've learned about Transformers not to. is I just super don't care about Transformers. Sure. And I, I, I'm trying to, I, I don't know. Everyone can like what they like. Everyone yeah. can like their own nerdy shit. I've definitely got nerdy shit that other people like roll their eyes at, but I get super hyped. What do you about. think is the nerdiest thing that you get hyped about that other people roll their eyes at? Oh, I have an answer for that. It's Red Dwarf. It is the, yeah. the BBC show Red sure. Dwarf, which is too dorky for anybody because okay. it's like it's like British dorky and it's 80s dorky and it's sci-fi dorky. It's it's all the different flavors, <laughs> all the dorkies combined. And uh, I cannot show it to anyone if I hope to have <laughs> sex again ever. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. So you, you, we, even if the person that you're showing it to is not that you just know that the word will get out. Oh, yeah. That'll, no, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It'll 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 word gets around pretty quickly. It's a small town. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, Transformers, I, I was sitting here like trying to summarize the plots of these games, trying to look into some of the history, and literally it just slides off my eyes. Like I just can't I can't focus on any of it sure. because it's kind of it's incredibly dense. There's so many different layers, so many different storylines. They have to converge across so many forms of media. Like this is one of the rare forms of media where toys are part of the story. Like the mm. action fit, you need to play with the action figures to get the whole scope of it. Okay. And They're I think in that, canon. that is what bumped I bumped up against. Like, it's, yeah, there are in canon action the, figures. Again, people can like what they like, uh, yeah. but neither of us really grew up on Transformers. I think they were just a little bit older than us. I think that I mean n- not uh, even that. They were around when I they were big when I was yeah. uh I I was I would have been about the right age for it. But uh, I was a Ninja Turtles boy. I don't know. And you just you, you pick your battles. You pick, you draw a line in the sand. You say Donatello or Optimus Prime. And I said Donatello. I think the part that's tough, at least that I bump against with Transformers, is which don't bump against them. They're all pointy and hard. Oh, you'll you'll get an oil stain. Sure. Um, is the the sort of difficulty it has between being serious or goofy. Like Ninja Turtles is clear, like the cartoon is clearly very goofy and they lean into that and you're like, okay, this is, you know, pretty much for children and silly and dumb. And there's never really been like a gritty Ninja Turtle since the original comic book. Is the Michael Bay one not a... No, it's not gritty. It's silly. It's very silly. I watched both of those. They're silly. Whereas the Transformers has so much stuff where you're like, all right, are we supposed to be taking this seriously? Like yeah. you're, it's sort of these outer space battles, but everyone feels very dour in, yeah. a, in, a, in a lot of it. And it is. It's all very serious. It's like, okay, here we here we go. This is a gigantic alien robot that turns into a truck. He's gonna give a soliloquy now, and I want you to cry. Yeah, I want you to be very uh, invested in what this truck man says. And like, just I mean, the basic origin is so weird because I was I was asking you earlier. I'm like, so are Transformers aliens? Like I think of the yeah they are they're like alien robots but they I don't think they have like creators like or they created themselves so therefore they're they not created, robots like, right like right I, I mean guess. what makes a robot is it something that has been made by a person or is it like something that is a like has mechanical functions like i guess are they, we drawing lines between what's organic life and what's not but like, if they are just, these things organic right life? if they just occurred naturally on the planet cybertron as yeah. like they are what you know the human equivalent is there then they're they can't i don't know they can't be mechanical right i mean i guess like, this is just a world where like instead of the fish crawling out of the primordial primordial ooze it's like a furby Something that just waddles out (laughs) and then becomes a transformer in a hundred million years. Okay, Uh, that'd be my guess. I have no idea, but again, it still raises a lot more questions than (laughs) I think there. I mean, I'm sure there's an answer. I'm sure there's a Transformers fan who is transforming into a fit of rage right now, just trying to describe this. Start uh, start your own podcast. Call it the Transcast, and there you go. uh, Really mess up your SEO. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Get a lot of confusing emails. Sure. Uh, Well, let's start with our first game today, and that is Transformers Prime: The Game. Really, which I always appreciate when they put the game it in is there. Handy. Yeah, this was released October thirtieth, two thousand twelve, and it was developed by Now Production and published by Activision. Oh, and they're was, the same group that releases all those uh, music compilations, right? Of oh top, yeah, top mm-hmm. forty hits. Yeah, that's what we call Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, it's available on DS, 3DS, Wii, and of course the Wii U. Uh, now production, they've been quietly plugging away since the NES days, and most of wow. their releases have been Japanese exclusives, but they've launched a few noteworthy games stateside. 
So it was founded in Osaka in 1986, and they started developing for the NES. They've partnered with Nintendo, Hudson, Capcom, Activision, Sega, a lot of all the all the big ones. Uh, some of their noteworthy releases include the second and third Adventure Island games for the NES, which uh, I I like those games. Are you, are yeah, you a fan those of those, are, games? those are good games? Those are good games. You know, secretly, the first Adventure Island might be the hardest game on NES. Like, really, it's not. I feel like it's probably not game. like it's not as hard as Ghosts and Goblins. No, but you get to the last few levels. That game's a way longer than you think it is. Yeah, and you get to those last few levels, and you're like, I don't know how anyone could ever do this without save states. Okay, like, I had trouble beating that last level with the rewind function on. Interesting. Like, oh, maybe it's just been a while since I played it. Big, I... big gaps and things coming at you from all sides is very hard. I believe it. Uh, they've also developed the Splatterhouse series on Genesis, which Ooh, we're going to be talking about on our Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, and they also developed Dance Dance Revolution for the Game Boy Color. And I had to look up how that works. It is just a it's rhythm just action arrows. game. It's just arrows, rhythm action game. It looks, on the highest difficulty, it looks really slow. Okay. So, uh, it doesn't look fun to me, it's, but I don't know. It's such a like antithetical thing of a Dance Dance Revolution that's just someone's someone's thumb it's it's kind of just like scrolling through netflix set to music yeah. that's kind of all it is it's like up oh, up oh, nope nope oh do i want to watch tommy boy again no i don't i don't back 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 up down you gotta watch black sheep man oh that one's not good <laughs> no i know it's not good uh not sure yeah i'm yeah, not really sure how that works but uh, they also provided a lot of additional programming for the katamari damasi series which i love uh, their output has slowed in recent years, but they do have a credit on Deadly Premonition 2, which was released on the Switch just last year. So there we go. They're still around. All right, so this game is based on the animated series Transformers Prime, which is a computer animated show that aired on The Hub from 2010 to 23. Do you remember Major American Network, The Hub? I don't. Yeah, but... yeah. I, it's, it's since been renamed uh, Discovery Family, but I didn't know that was a channel either. Wow. Uh, so is that go. when your family's sick of learning about ancient aliens? <laughs> it must like... be. It, it's literally a channel owned by Hasbro. Oh, like, so it's it. just kind of like I think the discovery thing on there is just sort of a smokescreen. I think at, I bet Hasbro like if they created a show that was just their old toy commercials, mm -hmm. like it was half an hour of just old like old toy commercials. It would be like their most popular show. That's largely what I watch on YouTube anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, why not? Just like toss a comedian making jokes in between there. And then there you go. You got a new like commercial soup or something, yeah. you know? Uh, so this show focuses on uh, Team Prime, which is a small team of elite Transformers made up of Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Ratchet, RC, and Bulkhead, as well as three human teenagers who help them protect the Earth from the Decepticons. Um, the show had a pretty good pedigree. Uh, original voice actors Peter Cullen and Frank Welker uh, reprised their roles as uh, uh, Optimus and Megatron. Okay. Uh, both of those guys have been playing, like, Peter Cullen is 84 years old. Wow. And he shows up and plays Optimus Prime in everything. Like, <laughs> he will. There is no project that he won't, like, Do you think he feels like Optimus a deep World? emotional connection to the character? He's like, I, inside I mean, he's... of me, there's a semi-truck waiting to escape. <laughs> I hope he phrases it like that. Mm. I mean, clearly he's like a fan of the series. He's gone all in on it, so hey, good for him. But we also get uh, recurring appearances from people like Jeffrey Combs, Tony Todd, Gina Torres, Michael Ironside, Ernie Hudson. Lots of like good kind of horror movie B actors. Sure. Which is, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, so I saw an article ranking this as the sixth the best Transformers show of all time. Wow. Uh, because that's, I'm not saying wow as in like, <laughs> wow, that's a high rating. But the fact well, that you I could have a rating where a Transformers show is number six. There are 20 something different original Transformers shows. Like not all of them were released in the U.S. And some of them are like standalone, like anime movies and stuff like that. But there is so much Transformers content. It is just mind blowing. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just the original in Beast Wars all this time, but no, there's like 20-something. I, I guess it gives Power Rangers, probably, probably doesn't beat Power Rangers, but probably gives it a run for its money. In oh, terms yeah. Of quantity of content. Probably, probably. So this takes place in something called the Aligned Continuity, and I'm not even going to begin to try and explain that, because it's, <laughs> sure. it's, it's just kind of... It's what's created when Superboy punches the edge of reality. Yes. And then the Aligned Continuity comes in. Exactly. That, that's, that's as good an explanation as I can find, but... It is something that bridges, like I said, TV shows, animated movies, novels, video games, toy lines. Uh, it's just a lot to keep track of, even for me. So needless to say, the series has uh, multiple canonical timelines that kind of intersect in weird ways. 
Um, so for as for the story of this game, like I said, I I I wanted to get invested in it. It's just it's really hard to parse together what's going on. But the the biggest thing I understand is that most of Transformers adventures revolve around Energon, which is like this special, these little cubes of energy that kind of give them their powers, I guess. Okay. And they're always fighting for control of it. And I guess there's a bunch of it on Earth. Sure. Right? Okay. Does yeah, that yeah. sound right? Energon is life. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and you kind of have an idea of what this is going to be. This is Autobots fighting Decepticons, trying to find Energon, trying to stop the bad guys. Like, it's sure. just, there's just, I, I can't really explain it too much more than that. I will say there's a lot of story here. There's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of dialogue, uh, and it looks like it's using the animation style from the show. Yeah. So I guess if you're a fan of the show, that part of this is really going to stand out for I you. like the way that this game looked. Like, yeah. this, I think, is the right way to present the Transformers as characters because they're all pretty colorful, pretty distinct from one another. Yeah. And, like, again, the story just kind of slides off your brain if you're not interested in it. Yeah. But... Like the cutscenes were well done. Like no, the sure. production yeah. values were good. And I'm like, okay, if I actually cared about this, I could see being engaged by this story. And the cast from the show is back. I mean, you get to hear like Jeffrey T- Combs as an ambulance, you sure. know, which is great. That's what I wanted. Yeah, the, the re ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so this game plays out over 13 different missions. Uh, these missions range in size from like five minutes to 15 minutes. So this is like a two, three hour game at most. Very short. Uh, so we said the the bar for Transformers games is very, very low uh, after Beast Wars. And I would say this game like does a flying leap right over it. I sure. mean, I think this game kind of rules. Whoa. kind of surprised me. Sure, this game sure. is great. We're uh, going in with pretty low expectations. I do think that this is the kind of game that shines in our format of play a game for an hour. Oh, oh 100%. Because <laughs> we are almost done with it. Yeah. The little bit that we were playing here, we are halfway done. Because it's very accessible. Um, it's sort of clean. It's easy to grasp the mechanics. And it's pretty fun for a short amount of time. I yeah. think this is the kind of game that if you had gone and been all hyped on the new Transformers game and you spent 60 bucks on this... You might be like, Which, well, I don't imagine this was a full price. There's title, not yeah. really much there. No, um, no. But uh, again, I would rather have a not much there where what is there is fun. And that's what this is. than a, yes. you know, a 12 hour game. That's a real slog. Exactly. No, this one's fast. It's simple. It's to the point, And uh, it controls and handles very well. I think. Yes, I so, agree with that. The it's this is basically it's a third person action brawler kind of game. Yeah, uh, you play as a different transformer in every level, a different member of the prime team. It kind of just picks for you, and you you follow through in a different part of their I think adventure. There's like five playable Autobots. I believe so. Yeah, it's the five members of the team. Uh, and so you have a basic uh, weak attack with your A button. You have a stronger attack with your Y. You can string together combos to kind of execute these powerful moves. You got to jump. You got a shield. Uh, the shield really doesn't do much of anything. I would have rather that was like a dodge or a roll or yeah. something. I think that would have kind of made things a lot better. And then you have a uh, a lock on function and a uh, big laser cannon that you can shoot at people. Now yeah. the the laser charge up thing is kind of awkward. Like you can either press and hold to just fire like little weak blasts, or you have to like quickly double tap and hold to charge it up, and then you can like stun your enemies with that. Mm-hmm. It's effective, but uh, uh, it is. It just feels a little off, like having to do that weird double tap yeah, to kind of lock fair. it in. It, this game kind of actually thinking about it now reminds me of uh, Custom Robo a little bit. Which oh, yeah. had this kind of battle system on the Nintendo 64, just like it was top down. Um, and that was like sort of a meta game inside of this sort of Pokemon battle system. Yeah. But like here it is very much like you do have the same assortment of moves and it's kind of like an arena fighter most of the time. Yeah. Like there are a few... I mean, they do a decent job of mixing it up just in the sections we played. It was like, you know, brawl some just sort of generic thugs and then use the Wii U gamepad to steer through the Grand Canyon, uh, shooting at bombs along the way, and then sort of do this arena battle against a boss. Yeah. And that was just one level. That was one level, yeah. Uh, That's the other big mechanic to talk about, is that you can transform in this game. thank goodness, right? Of course. I mean, yeah, they they got that part right. The first word in the title, they got that right. Uh, which Beast Wars, if I, I mean, I, I have a loose recollection sure. of that, but like I didn't feel like the transforming part really played much 
uh, of a role in that game. Right. It, well, it played a role in making us even more nauseous because yes. it increased your character's speed and then you could just fly in a totally 3D space and it yeah. made it essentially impossible for your opponent to hit you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't think you had much of a counterattack here. Like he, in this game, it's pretty nicely integrated when you're a, you know, a truck or I, pretty much all of the Autobots turn into cars, it seems like. Yes. One of the Decepticons you can play as in the multiplayer mode turns into a jet, which is pretty cool. RC's and, a motorcycle, but yeah, same kind of concept. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I do like that everyone... This is kind of the fighting game mechanic I like, and it's the same way that like Mortal Kombat did, did it for a long time. It's uh -huh. like all the base controls are essentially the same. Okay. So every character... Feel, you're like okay i understand how these combos are going to work and what the moves are but each character like does it differently visually so mm -hmm. you can still have a favorite character but easily switch between them i mean i guess yeah. what smash brothers does that too oh and, yeah, yeah 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 and it's not to that level of difference but it's a like you're excited to play as a different character but you're not confused every time it switches of like no. how, do I, how do i figure this character out and when you're driving um, you have laser guns, which you, you can still lock on and charge the same way. There's also a and that's helpful. That's kind of that's kind of the the way that they work around the lack of an evade button. You know, you yeah. kind of just turn into a car and drive and away. That's really, I think, where this game stands out and what makes this game pretty cool in its own way mm -hmm. is um, the transition between your vehicle form and your robot form is pretty seamless yeah. and it's pretty exciting. And so, and they incorporate it into the gameplay. Yeah, which is there's the a smart couple thing. really cool ways they do it. So like. On the basic area, if there was one section where, like, the landscape was collapsing, so you had to turn into this truck and um, jump over these gaps. So yeah. when you're when you're the truck and you jump, you'll, like, turn back into the robot, and as soon as you land, you just transition back into the truck, and it looks really cool. Yeah. And the other one that's really fun in combat is if your opponent is down or at a distance or using a shield, you could turn into your vehicle, sort of drive towards them at a high speed, and then click an attack button, and your robot will like transition out of being the vehicle in one movement and then like smash down on the ground. And that's super satisfying. Every time you pull that off, it just feels really like powerful and cool, you know, because you get this nice little speed boost. And then all of a sudden, oh, my car has a fist yeah. and it's punching the other guy. I just punched my phone. <laughs> you, you did. I just punched my phone. <laughs> it could on the have table. ended far worse. You go, that was great. You, you go to Best Buy and there's this big crack in your phone. And they're like, what happened? And you're like, uh, well, I uh, punched it talking about Transformers. I got, I got excited <laughs> talking about Transformers Prime. And they're like, we know. get it. We work at Best Buy. It was better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the driving segments are kind of interesting too because sometimes you'll have to like just be a car and just kind of race. And uh, they'll take away most of your controls. They'll just give you kind of like a boost and a, uh, your laser gun and a little bit of a jump in some levels. Uh, and so you steer by sh uh, uh, turning the gamepad like uh, a remote or like a steering wheel, mm -hmm. which is dorky. Uh, yeah, but that's a good, good it's it. it's uh, I think it works pretty well here and it's used sparingly enough that it never gets annoying. You're not really being asked to do anything precise with it. Right other than just kind of steering out of the way of certain obstacles, but you can also just shoot those obstacles. Yep. So it it's it's used minimally, but I, I like the way that it's and incorporated. And this game just like as a whole, like really clicks along. It does, like, yeah. It's generally pretty easy, but most of, like a couple of our boss fights were very close. Like one I barely beat and one you barely lost. Yeah. Um. So that, that was cool. And it's, all the sections are just very short. So yeah. it's like you're sort of getting bored of one thing and then it transitions to a new gameplay mode or then you play as a new character. So you're like, okay, I could see this holding my interest for the very short duration of the whole game. Definitely. Like, no, I was I was very surprised at how uh, how diverse it was and how it just, it, it does. Like, I think that's a good way to put it. It just really moves, mm -hmm. uh, which I appreciate, you know? And it's not the most visually striking thing we've ever seen, but no. it looks like a cartoon show and it looks clean and... Uh, uh, yeah, and it runs. It runs smooth, which yeah. is much more than we can say for the next game. We it's play. true. Yeah, this one runs at a really nice frame rate. Uh, I never really felt too terribly uh, uh, lost in the fray, even when things got kind of chaotic. Yeah. And it has a very responsive lock on, which I think is essential for this type of game to work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, there's also a multiplayer mode. There's here, multiplayer, yeah. Um, which is a shame that you you originally thought there might be a multiplayer campaign. I thought there might have been, yeah. Not, which is a bummer because I think that could have worked okay. 
but it's, you know, I mean, the game is so small. Like, mostly when you're just fighting generic enemies, there's, like, three of them. Yeah. So, like, there wouldn't really be much going on in a multi, uh, multiplayer mode. No, or not campaign. really. campaign. But you're, so the multiplayer is all sort of versus arena, and your default mode is just a sort of brawl between you and one other person. But yeah. you can also put in uh, computers. It's only a two-player game. Yeah. But you can put in two computers. I mean, which, I was going to say you could put in bots, but they're already all bots. Sure, I mean, that's everything's true. a bot. I'm oops, a bot, all, you're a bot. Oops, all bots. Oops, all bots. <laughs> it's, the, the, I, in some ways, they probably didn't put in four players because it would have been hard for the graphics to keep up. But I think that the idea of four-player split screen is mm. just so antiquated at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And Even in 2012. And it's like... It was pretty hard to see what was going on, even in that vertical split. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're like, an enemy sort of turns into a car and gets behind you, and you're like, I have no idea where they are. It's true, it's true. I mean, I I enjoyed the frantic nature of the multiplayer here. Mm -hmm. There's the the other two modes are like Emblem Battle, which is basically like... King of the Hill. That was or... the most oddball, I guess, from Halo. Like, oh, yeah. That was the most frantic, because as soon as you take damage, you drop the little Transformers icon, mm-hmm. and then someone else will run around w- with it. One good balancing thing that they do is if you have the icon, you can't transform into a vehicle. Which is smart, because we had unlocked one of the Decepticons who turns into a jet, and you could literally just go up into the corner and hide for the entire sure. thing. And well, not, maybe like, they yeah. would shoot you down. I don't maybe know, they would shoot you down, yeah. But... It's... So that's a nice balancing, but mostly it just results in sort of a mad kerfuffle in the middle of the stage, mm. which is fun for a play or two, uh, yeah. but is not something I would go back to repeatedly. I think kerfuffle is your Transformers name. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a, good. That's not bad. That's um, not bad. And then the or other skirmish. Mo- Ooh, skirmish. Skirmish is even better. Okay. Uh, Interjohn mm. uh, battle is where all everyone's life is very small. Like you have like Yeah, a you've got like a quarter of a life bar. bar, yeah. And whenever you knock someone out, you get like 10 points. Yeah. And it's just a battle for points. Yeah, and sometimes you can find like little health cubes to kind of power yourself up and give you the advantage. Oh, there's also like this upgrade ability, which sounds a little misleading because you're not really upgrading your skills. It's more yeah, of it's like not a temporary RPG mechanic. No, it's more of like a temporary boost. And yeah. it's kind of the only thing that they use the touchscreen for. Uh, which they don't even really need to use it for that because you can just tap the L bumper and that'll do the same thing. But uh, yeah, you tap the button, you just get more powerful for a short period of time. It doesn't last very long, but it also recharges quickly. You can do some cool combos there. Yeah, it's it's powerful. Yeah, I wish that this game like had a little more to it in terms of like the Jaws games that we played had more like intricate combos than this game does. And yeah, in that yeah. you played as a shark. Yeah. Here you playing his big combat robots. So yeah, like yeah. it would be fun if there was a little more that separated because all the basic attacks are just like punches. Yeah. And so like But that I, being said, I felt like all the robots felt different. Yeah. Like everyone felt different. Like uh, uh if you play as uh what's the big guy? Bulkhead then he's doing like kind of sumo wrestler moves yeah. or like, or like he does the people's elbow at one point, like kind of smashes sure, he's, through people. He's the mankind of the Transformers. Exactly. But RC is like, sh- like she's small and really super nimble and like, you know, they, so they play differently, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be nice to have like some sort of distinct weapon or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think that this game's simplicity is what made it fun to play for the amount of time that we played it. Yeah. But I do think it could benefit from having a little more there. Yeah, no, I could I could concede that. But, uh, you know, I, I think my expectations were so low and this kind of rose so high above it. I'm kind of like, I, I think taking it on its own terms and the kind of game it's trying to be and the audience it's going for, I think it succeeds. Yeah, like, that's true. Completely. And we played a lot of very unambitious, like sort of quote unquote kids games or games based on many from Activision. Like yeah, this game. established yeah, properties yeah. and that have been very unambitious, but also just very, very bad. Yeah, just boring to and, play. And this game is not, it's unambitious, but it's not, there's really no way that this game is bad aside oh, no, from no. just being pretty small in scope. No, absolutely. I, I would say check this one out. I think you'll be surprised by it. Especially if you care about Transformers Prime, which I'm just learning is the sixth best Transformers show. I, you know, there's, so there's if, five better though. Yeah, so, but if you, you made know. your way through all, you know, I imagine 800 episodes of those five, <laughs> Sure. You can move on to Transformers Prime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? It, most episodes, it's One Piece and then the four Transformers mm-hmm. shows. Then Star Trek, just the combined anthology. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, beyond that. All right, well, let's move on to our second game today. That's right. There's more than meets the eye here. There was another Ooh, game. Nice. There was another game. Uh, this is Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark, and this was released June 24th, 2014. 
It was developed by Edge of Reality and published by Activision once again. And this was also available on PS3, PS4, 360, Xbox One, 3DS, and Windows. So lots of places. That's a very diverse selection of systems. And I think that whenever a game comes, I I don't know, I'm probably the most well-known example of this at this point is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, sure. Whenever a game is sort of developed in that weird interim where it can come out on the new and the old consoles, the old consoles really tend to suffer. They definitely suffer. And I think that this game might be experiencing that. I think so. I think so. Also, too many words in that title. Shouldn't this game just be called Dark Star? Dark Spark? Transformers Dark Spark, yeah. Because mm. it doesn't seem to be rising. Well, maybe also, it, maybe it's just it rises. Kind of, it's, it's just kind of the MacGuffin of this game where uh, yeah. everyone is fighting to get it. So it itself is not doing the rising. No, no. Like, the people acquiring of... it are rising. Yeah. So it should be so Transformers if... Rise of the Guy Who Acquires the Dark Spark, yeah. comma, The Adventures of Optimus Prime and Friends, Perfect. colon, uh, uh, part two. Sure. <laughs> Great, we fixed it. It's actually part three. Never mind. I yeah, well, wrong. what do you mean it's part three? Well, this is part three of a trilogy of games. The other ones were done by High Moon, but this one was done by Edge of Reality. This is a company we weirdly talked about a lot because they did a lot of ports for the N64, including all three Tony Hawk games, Spider-Man, and the extremely terrible Monster Truck Madness 64. I think that is third worst game on the <laughs> it's system. Right, it's, so, it's given Beast Wars a hug. It's like slightly worse. Right yeah, they are. They're, they're right next to each other. Uh, and the company also handled some high-profile PS3 ports like Dragon Age, Mass Effect, The Sims, things like that. Uh, as an original developer, they had much less luck. Uh, they did the uh, terrible games based on bad DreamWorks movies like Shark Tale and Over the Hedge. Do we have to play those? We do not. Those, those predate the Wii U, so don't worry about that. As well as the heavily panned game based on the 2008 Edward Norton Hulk movie, which I think was the game that made Marvel decide that they're not going to do MCU movies. Like, they did an you Iron Man... MCU games? Or MCU games, yeah, I'm sorry. They did Iron Man, they did uh, Incredible Hulk, and then they stopped. So, hmm. yeah, I think that's the one that kind of killed it. So Rise of the Dark Spark was this company's last game. They had been in production of their most ambitious game to date, which is an original stealth adventure called Cypher Complex. But the game was canceled before we could see much of it. I assume it stars Joe Pantoliano from The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Reprising his role. And he's kind of working through his uh, father complex, you know. (laughs) Okay, sure. Sounds good. I'd play that game. Um, Well, speaking of, like, the Matrix that comes up a lot. There's, I kept like, I kept getting like jarred because like they keep talking about destroying the Matrix. Yeah, and, and you're like, no, no, yeah. Well, I guess you could destroy it, but what fun would that be? Sure. Um, yeah, because it's like, again, this game is very much like the first game we played was fun and cartoony and like had a silly tone. Yeah. This one very much has like a gritty feel. This is like Gears of War if all of them were like robots. Kind of. Which in some way, you know, the Gears of War guys kind of are. But, no. like, that that has a very openly, like, goofy, over-the-top feel. Yeah. This is, like, again, are you supposed to be taking this seriously? Everything is just very gray, and they keep talking about the matrix of leadership. Yeah. Which is a terrible that, name. That sounds like a business book. That yeah. sounds like something your dad would give you on your birthday, yeah. like, to, to get you well, to be more Steve, fiscally responsible. tell me what color is your parachute? Oh, it's, God. I, I, I've just got four strings in my bag. I don't oh, know. No. Is that bad? It's <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, mine is Uh-oh. clear. Oh, shit. So. <laughs> that would freak, wouldn't that freak people out if you were using a totally clear yeah. parachute? <laughs> I think people should do that if they haven't done that. It's probably some kind of legal... It's an episode uh, of Impractical Jokers. That was the premise. That is not practical. That would be perfect for them. Sure. Um, The more impractical, the better. (laughs) (laughs) This has no use at all. Oh, you joker. Uh, All right. So, yeah, like we said, this is technically the third game in a trilogy. The other two games did not come out on the Wii U. So uh, the first one was called War for Cybertron, released in 2010 by High Moon Games. And uh, that is kind of usually held up as, like, the best Transformers game. That's okay. the one that kind of crossed over. And, like, even people who don't give a shit about Transformers, like yours truly, <laughs> uh, like, would like like it and play it. Sure. So, you know, that's the one to go for. Uh, it was followed up by uh, Fall of Cybertron, released in 2012. And then this one kind of sandwiches in between, timeline-wise. Which, again, why, uh, another criticism of this name, how are you supposed to know this game is even a sequel to those? Right, the other it, two have strong Cybertron branding going on Yeah, here. and you, you, this just sounds like it's a no, whole nother game in the series. It should be like, 
Rise Cybertron Rises Again, colon, here, part three of the Cybertron saga starring Optimus Prime and friends. <laughs> See, yeah. that just trips off your tongue. I yeah, love it. I exactly. think this is what they should have renamed it. But yeah, no, this is technically, it's the third game chronologically, but it timeline-wise, it fits in between those two games. Okay. But it also takes place in the Michael Bay movie universe. So like they're they're going back and forth between these two timelines. And if you're like me and you tapped out one and a half movies in, then you have no idea what's really going on sure. or like why I thought Optimus died. Like, doesn't he die in like every movie? Or I don't something? know why you're asking me this. Oh, because you're, <laughs> because a, you're I, an Optimus head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a prime boy. Is there a pessimist it's, prime? Yeah. yeah, it must be. Um, he's just like, oh, I don't want to fight today. Yeah. He's Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, yeah, so, all right, so, yeah, this is trying to bridge those things, so we're, we start in the Michael Bay universe, which is, like, present day, and then it keeps, like, going back in time to Cybertron, and we're going back and forth between Autobots, the good guys, and Decepticons, somehow the bad guys, they named them Decepticons, but yeah, they, who would have thought? How, I mean, were they just built to be bad guys, or I'm, did they adopt that phrase Look, later? We, we keep getting into the nitty-gritty of who built that. It's like intelligent design of Transformers. There's just no answer to it. We gotta get Ben Stein in here to explain what the hell's going on. Yeah, he can give me some of his money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was so pissed when I found out that that was not actually his money. The whole um, premise of the show was that he was giving people his money. No, he's not. It's the studio's money. I always was also pissed when I learned that Ben Stein is kind of a doofus. Oh, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. Because, like, yeah. to me, he was always, like, the prime example. I'm like, this guy must be smart. Yeah. Because, like, look at him. Look, yeah, like, if yeah. this guy's not smart, then, like, who is? He's, who can you trust? He's had a thriving career in Hollywood somehow. <laughs> this guy yeah. must be smart. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, there, Ben Stein is a robot in this. Did you know that? He's, I didn't he's, know that. He's a, he's a Ben Steinatron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that happened. No, it doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, so this game, yeah, going back and forth. So already I'm very confused about what's happening here at all. It kind of yeah. throws you into the action by making you play as a samurai. Drift, I think is this Drift. Samurai name. Drift, who is like a, a very humanoid looking transformer. Hi. Like, is your samurai suffering from samurai drift? <laughs> it is. Okay, write in to me, and I will help you put a little piece of duct tape inside of your samurai to prevent him from drifting. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. You that got, yeah, like, Nintendo will repair all of your samurai drift for free. I keep trying to chop all these bamboos in half, and I'm missing. I'm sure. missing every time, because it keeps drifting to the left. I recommend an injection of Bushido blades. Yes, I think that really helps. So, yeah, I'm the samurai guy. I have no idea who he is or what his goal is. Optimus Prime is talking to me in my head, so I must be a good guy. And then you beat the level there, and then you're going back to Cybertron where you're playing as bad guys now. But you're fighting against bugs, but the bugs are also robots, and also they talk. Sure. And I'm very confused by everything It, it is very confusing. And it switches very quickly. Like, you play as one of the De De Decepticons for, like, five minutes before it switches to a guy who shoots lightning. Yeah, so this is, uh, gameplay-wise, this is an over-the-shoulder third-person shooter like Gears of War, like you said. Yeah, I think that Gears of War is, like, the most clear inspiration in the sense that, like, the characters feel very hearty. And, and heavy and yeah, slow. Yeah, like, which, to me, which, that was, yeah. like, aside from the many innovations that Gears of War brought, I felt like that was the big one of, like, what if the characters were chonky? Yeah, like, yeah, what they if all every feel time, like these brick shithouses. Yeah, like, every yeah. time you ran, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And that really makes sense for what you're going to do with your Transformers game. Yeah. I mean, these are supposed to be kind of like house-sized robots, you know? Like and it is a tall. very cool effect. Like, in Gears of War, you'll run through parking lots where you hide behind cars, and mm -hmm. here, like, you're just taller you than You are the cars. cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Um, and so there's not really, like, a cover-based mechanic here. You do die very, very quickly if yeah. you're just out in fire. Um, like you take a lot of damage to your main health, but your shields recharge very quickly. But you're also not able to just like duck behind cover or like stick to cover like you would in, in Gears of War. Right. Um, so you, you can just like be behind some rubble. Uh, that's kind of the, the extent of that mechanic. Which the end result is that the game can feel a little sloppy. It's like it, you, you don't feel like you're strategically placing your shots or anything. You just kind of run out and like hope that you blast dudes before they blast you. Yeah. And then yeah. stand behind something for a second and let your shield recharge. Yeah. 
I mean, as a shooter, it's pretty functional. It works. Uh, I think, yeah, I like that your guy is big and heavy. This game is a little bit broken with the 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 special power that they give you. Like when you're playing when that as initial drift, level, yeah, drift in that initial power level, is fucking crazy. If you tap the R bumper button, he does this like samurai dash, which is like he will locate enemies that aren't even necessarily close to you. They'll just locate enemies within your field of vision. Not even within your field of vision. You yeah, press it once yeah. and just kill the dude to your side. You're like, I didn't even see that guy. Yeah, you must have just like this sphere of influence or something, but like you'll just zip over and you'll kill everybody in like one hit without taking damage and then you'll just move on with your day. And this recharges so fast. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like a three second recharge. You can just do it again. <laughs> like you don't need to fire a bullet. Yeah. Uh, so he's really powerful. I mean, I was, maybe I was you only for get that him to, in the, that sort of intro training level. It might be like I was waiting for it to be nerfed or something like uh, like in Symphony of the Night when like you, you're super powerful and then you lose all those abilities and have to gain them again. Spoiler alert for the first three minutes of Symphony of the Night. <laughs> oh man, those are the best parts. They're yeah. ruined now. Um, so yeah, I mean, this part, the gameplay wise, I think this felt fine. You can turn into a, a car by clicking on the L button. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it feel doesn't, as it, good as the game we played before. Like that game, your car has a lot of forward momentum and feels fast. Well, and more specifically, it feels like a car. Yeah. And I don't think any of the cars here feel, they feel like, like that. They feel like hovercrafts, kind of. They, it's similar. I kept thinking of the tank in Arkham Knight. That's okay. kind of what it feels like to me, which is like, but even that feels like more of a car than this. Yeah. Yeah, because they the wheels like literally like turn in all four directions. And there's just like the idea in the first or the Transformers Prime is you use the car when you want to go fast. Yeah. And here you just use the car because you're getting bored of being the robot. Sometimes right? yeah, there, there are some sections where you need to like try and jump over a gap or something or you need to be racing down a, a the L.A. basin or whatever. But, uh, you know, and then the greasers are cheering you on and you're racing for pink slips. And then, sure. you know, you and Sandy go fly off into the sky at the end. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. I have no, kind, idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Different but... kind of grease. OK. Um, yeah. But oh, got it. I'm, I'm with you. I, there's so many movies that take place in that little basin. Yeah, that I, good I you could have, yeah, could have gone many directions. Top five basins, would you say? Oh, I would like, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's way up there. <laughs> um, I guess there are levels later in this game where you get to play as Grimlock, who is a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex T uh, Transformer. That's cool. Um, and he plays completely differently, and he's just like this big, massive thing. But that, but that sounds fun to me. Yeah, I mean, this game really has the bones of feeling like sort of a. Much like Devil's Third, um, sort of like a B mi- a C C B minus like level of filler game you play between like game you're actually excited about. Yeah, because like the shooting mechanics are pretty satisfying, but like there's just not very much here. Like if there was some kind of cover mechanic, or there is a there's like you can get these sort of computer terminals where you replace your just change out your guns which I thought initially would be like some kind of like chip or switching mechanic or like you you, like some kind of customization, but it's like, no, you just like get a different loadout of guns. Yeah. And And you get these items by you level up by killing enemies and then you get loot boxes, which you can unlock and there'll be like power ups and guns inside those. Yeah. And I think the thing that holds this game back more than anything else is like, especially on the Wii U, I don't know if the other versions have this problem too, but like, it is technically like just a huge mess. Oh, like, it, is a, it, it plays and looks terrible. That's yeah. the big problem here. Like you have a really chuggy frame rate. So you have, chuggy. There was like, a time where I moved into a new section and the game froze for probably five seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, is the Wii broken? And then it picked back up. I mean, these are big detailed character models, uh, you know, and there's I think they want us to see these uh, detailed backgrounds as well. But everything is just there's so much pop up like you're losing textures they're popping in and out like while you're sitting there looking at it uh it's just kind of a mess to look at i have to imagine it looks better on other systems like I'm it sure has to that this was the kind of what i said at the beginning i'm sure this game was developed for the ps4 yeah um and you know xbox one and then they're like, oh, look, we can kind of just port this back by scaling back some of these graphical things. Well, and but one it of the big, not optimized for that. One of the big things they scaled back to fit this into the game is the multiplayer mode. There's this big online multiplayer function in the game called Escalation, which uh, is supposed to be pretty fun from what I hear. But they cut it into, from this game entirely so they could fit it in. But then what they fit in is still chugging, still struggling. So it's one of those things like... Did you need to do it? Yeah. I mean, did you need to like spend the time to port this over if it's just going to be an inferior version? 
Yeah, because um, it, like, from, I, and from what I understand, this this is from a different team than the other two games in the Cybertron series. Sure. And it's also trying to bridge the gap between the movies as well. So there's just kind of like a lot going on here, but uh, it feels a little sloppy. It feels sloppy compared to what it could be. Yeah, it definitely does. I will say, I think you and I both came away with basically the same opinion, which is this game makes me want to check out the first game in the series. Definitely. Because you're like, I like playing as these big robots. And if this game, this is another, I think we've, we've said this before, but like, if this game was good, I would like it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, I mean it sounds reductive, but that's true. Like I think we were both looking at this. Like I could see the good game in here. Like yeah. it's it it's uh, it'd be like me playing like Uncharted without my glasses on. You know, that's sure. that's kind of what it's like. It's like oh, I can feel it. There's a good <laughs> game like, in here. On like a PS3 that's slowly dying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, like I, I I can tell I'm having fun. I just don't know why. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. Um, and I didn't, I didn't hate what was here. You know, it's just, it's just ugly as hell. It's just ugly as hell. And, um, it feels underdeveloped. Yeah. I mean, definitely like there'd be very few situations in which this is the game you reach for being if this is the third on the Wii U, I think this is the third game in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the worst way to play it. So like, also, it's system. not even the best Transformers game on this yeah, system. So there is a better Transformers yeah, game. That's true too. So like, if you have that itch, go to Transformers Prime. It's fun. It's short. And yeah, but it's like I don't know. This game makes me want to play uh, Rise of Cybertron or yeah. whatever it was called. And start with that. If you love it, you play the next one in the series, which is probably better than this one. And yeah. then you're like, all right, I guess I'll play the third one. And then you play that on a different system play than the it, Wii U. Play it on a different system. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Sorry, Wii U. You're getting kind of the shaft here, but I feel like this, uh, they shouldn't have, it's just one of those they kind of shouldn't have bothered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're not really gonna, I, I think when you're making ports of games that are popular on like PS4 or Xbox One, you need to do a different thing with it. Like mm-hmm. you can't just take that game and try and fit it into a less powerful console because it's just always going to struggle. Yeah. Uh, so you know, do do something different with it. Like, take uh, I bring up Ghostbusters a lot on here, but you know the the recent. I mean, you're you're a white guy in his thirties. It's true. Of course, course, you bring up <laughs> of course I do. A lot. Of course I do. I'm awake, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. It's like um, how, how I always talk about spaceballs. It's true. Constantly <laughs> talking about spaceballs. Uh, but you know the 2009 game, like they had a bunch of different ports on every system, but the PS2 and the P- uh, Wii versions of that game are pretty totally different mm. than what you play on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Like they still have the voice acting, but they went with a totally different visual style, different gameplay style, and it makes it more fun and yeah. it gives you something different that you couldn't experience on the other system. Well, that, yeah, that that's a good feeling to feel like you're getting something unique instead of just a bad version of the other game exactly and this is definitely like a bad version of a game that maybe isn't great in the first place maybe not maybe not but it's probably better than what we're seeing yeah. here um are we all have we transformed uh out of interest of transformers yeah i think yeah, so i didn't use that right that's I don't okay care. um let's move on to our rankings of these games so each week we are ranking the games that we have played and adding them to our ongoing master list uh, do you want to start this time? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Give me that, it. Give oh, me yeah. that phone. Take that. Oh, whoops. Oh, there no. You go. I'm way over on the wrong thing. That's okay. Um, so the first game, Transformers Prime, like we said, is uh, pretty playable. Clicks right along. I'm putting it at number uh, 11, I think, right below, behind Nintendo Land. Okay. Um, which is right ahead of Devil's Third. I think, in all fairness, this game it plays a lot better than Devil's Third. It does, um, but Devil's Third is more your kind of game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not a, you know, it's not as trashy as Devil's Third. Uh, but you know, for for a three hour thing, two hour game, like if you were into this brand, like this game's pretty fun. And the multiplayer, yeah. like I had a good time, even though we only played three rounds of it, and that's yeah. about as much as I would want to play. But like, if you go and find this game for like four bucks, and you're like, whatever, I need to kill an afternoon. Yeah, uh, this game does the job. Yeah. Um, the other one, Rise of the Dark Star. Spark. Dark Spark, Dark starring Spark. David Bowie. Yes. Um, that game, that game is a little, is a pretty tough sell. Um, I'm going to put it behind the Minecraft games, which I'd also like to apologize right now. I don't know what was going on with me. I think I said right at the beginning of the Minecraft episodes, I didn't want to be an old man. Yeah. And yeah. like, sh- deliberately, like, 
lower ranked them, and then I then deliberately went and lower ranked them. Um, so I'm going to put these this below the Minecraft game ahead of StarCraft Guard, which is like number 22. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I think I liked Prime <laughs> a little bit. Minecraft is going to like skew all my ratings from now on. You know what? Like, but Minecraft can take it. Like, sure, if you're going to insult the game, you're if there's any game, my in the jab world, is not going to sink the Minecraft ship. You're punching up. If either okay. way, either way, they're they're going to be fine. Uh, yeah, I, uh, weirdly, I, I think we, we both liked, the, uh, I don't know, I feel like I liked Prime a little bit more, yeah. and somehow I think it's getting ranked a little bit lower than yours. Okay, I, I have, like, some weird, I don't know, like, Devil's Third in Minecraft now have set this weird They're throwing things off, Where, like, yeah. since one is very good and one is less good, I have to, like, rank things, I don't know. No. I, I, I've broken my brain. No, I get it, yeah. I get it. So for me, Transformers Prime is going at number 12, and that's going to be right underneath Game and Wario and yeah, right about above the same place, NBA 2K13. Yeah, yeah right, right, pretty close. Uh, yeah, no, this game was a really pleasant surprise. You can't really argue for it in terms of, like, longevity or, or you know, I think hardened gamers will probably not necessarily want to seek this out, but it is a very fun diversion, and uh, it's a much higher quality than it needed to be, as yep. we've we've seen from a lot of these licensed knockoff games. The, you do not need to try yeah, hard to get these it, games out, I and guess, I think they put some effort into it. Like, this game, I guess, was the level of quality that I had expected to see from most of the games we played for this show. Yeah. At least so far, I've been surprised how many games... Like, our metrics have gotten so skewed when we had to play, like, the Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon that I forgot that, like, the Kung Fu Panda game is not good. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, well, maybe this is okay, like, this bad Smash Brothers knockoff. And it's like, then you go and play a game like this, and you're like, oh, no, this game is actually competent. And, like, it's just since I played so many bad games in a row, right. I got all messed up. It kind of skewers it, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I am putting Rise of the Dark Spark uh, at number that's going to be underneath Sniper Elite V2. Because okay. um, I feel like those yeah. two games fill a similar void for me, and uh, they're both kind of uh, enjoyable games that I think are just on the wrong system. Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like Rise of the Dark Spark is probably the lesser of this series, but I did, like you said, I had my interest peaked in this series. I think there was enough here to make me want to check out War for Cybertron and uh, Fall of Cybertron. So maybe cool. I'll check those out and I'll report back one of these sure. days. Sure, someday, many years from now. Many years from now when I've when, run out of all other video games. When we are nothing more than a destroyed civilization being <laughs> thrashed by wads of hulking metal. So like next year? Yeah, next year? yeah, next, I think so. 2022. Next, next year this time. All right, we have a letter this week. Woo! Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Loving the podcast, as always. And in fact, for the first time, your review prompted me to actually purchase a game. Whoa. I recently picked up Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams for the Switch, and I have found it to be a lovely way to wind down after a long day of teaching. Nice. Very cool. At any rate, in your Gianna episode, Woody made a snide comment about Bubsy 2. <laughs> Woody made a snide comment? What? I refuse to acknowledge Get right this. out of town. Yeah. Uh, Woody made a snide comment about Bubsy 2, and I assume he was referring to the ill-fated reboot from 2019. Were you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, what, isn't there two Bubsy games for the Super Nintendo? There are, that's what's coming out here. It says, is however, it Claws in, Encounters of the Third Kind? That was the first third game. Third Kind. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so, however, in 1994, Accolade released a proper Bubsy sequel that featured a really fun and unique mechanic called Counter-Op as opposed to Co-Op. So imagine an invincible player two a la Tails, except your entire goal was to sabotage the first player's run through the level by dropping banana peels and wasting power-ups. Well, I will say one thing. Like, mm. If you play Bubsy 2, you don't need anyone's help sabotaging your run through. <laughs> like, you can do that on your own. Yeah, it's been done. That's been done. Uh, so uh, it led to a lot of laughs as a kid, and I've yet to see a game attempt a similar mechanic since. There was a similar mechanic in Perfect Dark. Oh, was there? Wasn't there? There was that mode where, like, a person would complete a mission. Like, it was a mission mode where you played as Joanna Dark, and then the other person would just be different agents. Oh, like, yeah. You, and, like, and when you got killed, you'd just get transferred in the body of some other generic agent. Oh, and that might have also just been called counter-op as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Uh, anyway, now that I'm done being a Bubsy apologist, I just wanted to, I was wondering if you guys <laughs> can think of any other awesome gameplay mechanics trapped in otherwise mediocre games. Thanks for your time, and thanks for all the free smiles. You guys thoroughly rock, and that is from JMO. So thanks, thank you JMO. so much. That's really cool. So a game with uh, uh, interesting mechanics locked in like a mediocre game. I think something that, because I was thinking about this over the course of the podcast, and what mm. always comes up to me 
Um, it's something that I'm always excited about when it's hyped up. I think it was in the game Biofreaks, and it was mm. also in uh, Contra Rogue Corps, uh, which we paid for our Patreon, which is a terrible game. Really bad. But um, you have the ability, anytime they have the ability to like switch limbs mm. to kind of like customize your character's body. Yeah. With, like, okay, I'm going to install a gun here on instead of an arm. Or I think Biofreaks, maybe you would just like lose limbs and mm. then it would affect your move set. But like something there where you feel like, okay, I'm actually going to affect the way my character moves. Even like a Transformer game. Yeah, I guess this actually really expands. Like Lego Racers um, is another thing where you like can make your own car and you're like, oh, this will be really great and it'll affect it. I guess think about this. It's kind of like the gummy ship. In yeah, King I'm really Hearts, going yeah. the opposite direction of this question because I haven't yet found a game that like this is always a really cool concept that I want to work, mm-hmm. but it's ne- I've never found a game where I feel like oh I replaced my leg with like bionic legs and now my character like moves really different and feels way better. Yeah. So I'm saying somebody make the cyborg game that has this work, and I will play it. <laughs> yeah, there was a similar game. Uh, oh man, I am forgetting the name of it now. It was a PS2 game where you play as like. Uh, a samurai who needs to kind of like keep possessing people and then taking body parts from them to rebuild your body. Whoa. Uh, Tsunagi. That was cool. Tsunagi okay. Aftermath. Uh, so yeah, that, that might be a pretty cool one. That, that's, that might be the one I'm thinking of. But um, I think the game, like a mediocre game that I think has a cool mechanic is uh, the Nintendo first-person shooter Geist, which mm-hmm. uh, it's like you're playing as a ghost and you can go around and just inhabit everything in the world and take control of different things. And it just doesn't quite come together as a game, but I always thought the idea of this was pretty interesting. You know, I always you got can... that confused with uh, StarCraft Ghost because that was oh. supposed to come out on the GameCube and was long canceled and then they released a ghost game later. I get it confused I'm... with Weast, uh, the game about Diane Weast, <laughs> oh, sure. where uh, you play as Diane Weast, Academy Award winner, <laughs> sure. and you just uh, make tea. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, but, yeah, I think that's my answer is Geist. I think that one's... Uh, it's it's an interesting game that isn't, like, super fun, but uh, it's got some cool stuff in there. Uh, random other game that I don't know why this game came to my mind. I was just thinking of random game. I think Bubsy maybe reminded me of it. Mm. Um, the game General Chaos for the Sega Genesis... Oh, sure. ...is, like, a cool, like, tactical game where you move these different squads of sort of mercenaries yeah um and it's like it can be a three-player game where you can control them specifically but the problem is there's only like one attack button and mm-hmm. so you just hold the button and they all just kind of randomly attack okay but like i really like the idea of having a real-time squad-based game where again i, mean, I think i'm taking this question in the wrong way of like no, a concept no. that seems cool and it doesn't deliver um, but I want to see in a different game of like a real time squad based game where you can sort of move all the characters in different locations. Oh, and I have. OK, I have one more answer to yeah. it since we're both like sp- spiraling sure. off of these. And I know this is one that uh, uh, you'll vouch for as well. Uh, there was uh, a PS2 game based on the 1970s show Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They this one had a really cool feature where. One player uses a controller to drive, and the other character uses a light gun that you plug into the other controller, and you can do the shooting from there. So I that's cool. I just played this game. Yeah, not a good game, but I I randomly had this stuff lying around. I had a PS2 light gun, and I had a steering wheel, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try this on my CRT, and so I was using one hand to steer and one hand to shoot at stuff, and it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, this is not a classic game or anything. It's not really super high profile. That's a good example. But I think that's a cool mechanic that needs to be used more. And Um, the dog outside our window is losing his shit. Yeah, sorry. He also heard you talking about Starsky and Hutch for PS2. It's like, I love Huggy Bear! (laughs) I love Huggy Bear! Uh, yeah, calm down, buddy. It's okay. I, I don't think people can hear the dog as well as we can. Well, that's fair. But it's we'll also sing. like distracting me from my well-organized, deliberate, Normally laser, we're so together. focused thoughts. Damn you, dog. <laughs> yeah, so if this show has been full of digressions and strange interludes and witless banter, <laughs> it's because of that dog I outside. blame the dog. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, incidentally, that dog has been present for every single episode of our show. Uh, you may not always hear him, but he's always <laughs> sure. distracting us. That's been the problem. Yeah, if that dog uh. wasn't here, every episode would be 15 minutes long. He's the only episode back. that dog wasn't here for? Extreme G. Extreme G. <laughs> Look how efficient that was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
All right, everybody, that is it for our Transformers episode. Be sure to tune in next week because we have another game. <laughs> wow. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for that? What are we playing? Oh, next week. Okay. This is a, a series I have meant to uh, try out for a very long time, and I've never actually gotten around to it, and this will be my first chance. We're playing Deus Ex Human Revolution. Oh, oh yeah. Right. So this is a, kind of a big series that I've never really uh, dabbled in That's different than Revolution X, right? In it Deus is, Ex, music is not the weapon? No, Deus Ex, uh, well, it, music is not the weapon, but you do play as Steven Tyler. Okay. Uh, so it kind of balances also, it Also, I think that game's full of cybernetic implants, so we will see if they... D- do it justice. Let's find out. All right. So tune in next week for Cybernetic Implants, Deus Ex, Human Revolution. All right. We'll see you next time. Roll out. Those are, I don't, those I don't are, like Those that. are Martian sound, sounds. Yeah. That, that's uh, the rare game for uh, N64, the Transformers. Oh, yeah. Hong Kong. Bye, Oh,